You want to tap into your intrinsic power. Dig deep. On a journey to your highest self, dig deep. Dig past the fossilized negative thoughts, doubt, and fear. Get ready to rediscover your gold as Reverend Jackie and her guests drop their golden nuggets. This is Digging Deep Podcast, an extension of the Gold Rush Women's Conference and produced by Chauvel and more NFP. Welcome to Digging Deep Podcast. And I am your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, of course, known as Reverend Jackie. Digging Deep Podcast is produced by Chauvel and more, a nonprofit that exists to bring women and men to a new or renewed awareness of their intrinsic greatness. We like to remind them and all of us of our great value, and we call it the gold, the gold that they were born with, the gold that each of you came to this earth plane with. Chauvel and Moore also produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's produced to enable women to recognize that they are gold mines and to help them to use uh, their gold by offering women, all women from all walks of life, with effective tools that women can use to unearth their gold nuggets and create their desired and deserved life experiences. We're excited because we're starting a, a new series that's going to lead right up to the Gold Rush Women's Conference, Gold Rush Virtual Women's Conference 2021. That's April 29th through May 1, 2021. And the theme is Go Golden Girl Go, Empowering the Best You. It's really about women being able to look in the mirror right today or tomorrow, not 10 years, but right now, right where they are, look in the mirror and say, go, golden girl, go, because I'm empowering the best of me. And we have women with us, a woman today, and we will have over the next few months, women who can absolutely look in the mirror and say, go, golden girl, go, because they have empowered, if not the best of themselves, some part of that. And our guest today is Reverend Carolyn J. Douglas. Reverend Carolyn is, is the senior minister at a phenomenal church in Redwood City, California. It's called Center for Spiritual Living Peninsula. I believe that's correct. And Reverend Carolyn, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for having oh. me here today. Well, we are so excited about you joining us. I met Reverend Carolyn not too long ago uh, because we both serve in a capacity with International New Thought Alliance on the executive board. And, you know, Reverend Carolyn, I was thinking as I was reviewing your material, you indicated, were you in Australia in 2009 for the Parliament of World Religions? I was there, it was one of the things on, I didn't call it a bucket list at that time, but a, a thing on my list of things that I had to do, and it was to attend. And I wanted to get outside of the United States of America and broaden, expand 
the people that I would interact with. So I registered on faith for the World Parliament of World Religion. <laughs> okay, okay. And yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if we met then, even though we've had a recent new meeting, because I was in, in Australia in 2009 uh, at the World Parliament with, with the first kind of thing that uh, Reverend Michael was, was working with, trying to help New Thought become an integral part of the World Parliament. And so we'll, well have you to know, talk to about that, I'm yes. going to say mm-hmm. yes, and let me tell you why. Remember the choir, the agape choir was to be there and to sing, and yes. all of the members were not able to come. And Reverend Michael and Ricky invited those of us who knew the songs to come get up there and sing in the <laughs> choir for the opening, and I did it. Yes, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And you all sounded good. I remember that also. <laughs> so that we have, so our spirits have been crossing each other, and I'm glad you're with us today. Um, <laughs> Reverend Carolyn, as I said, is a senior minister, but I want her to share a little bit more about herself and about her experiences. Reverend Carolyn? Well, where should I start? I come from a family that had three adults and seven kids. The three adults, my parents, mother, father, and my mother's sister, who also lived with us. And we just come from a family of large families, but there was a real good core value of spirituality, a very good core value for being a productive citizen in society. And my mother always said that her girls were going to college so that if anything were to happen to their husband, then they would be able to support themselves with a job that would pay them enough money to take care of the family. Three sisters, and guess what? I was the only one that that thing actually happened to. So in my growing Mm -hmm. up, uh, education was very important. And after graduating from high school, I didn't know where I was going to college, but my parents say you're going to college. I ended up at historically black school in Memphis, Tennessee, LeMoyne on college, spent four years there, graduated on time. From there, I went to the University of Tennessee Center for Health Sciences and worked on my master's in biochemistry and From there, I came out to California. I went to University of San Francisco, and I got a master's in environmental management. Being associated with the church, uh, Science of Mind, United Church of Religious Science, I became a practitioner, and from there became a minister with a degree a master's degree of divinity. And you can see education runs very strong in what I've been able to do. But part of the thing that I believe is really significant to my growing up was having the core value of knowing that I have a spiritual life and I must Mm. do with it or it will do something with me until... I was in alignment. So my spiritual background includes being a Christian, being Baptist, uh, having strong family members in 
practically every other Christian denomination. My aunt who lived with us was a Mennonite, and I have other aunts and uncles who were Mennonites, so that's strong. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was Jewish. There's a part of that. You know, I'm just open up to spirit. I I love how you... Leading God. (laughs) I love how you have described, though, some of the events in your past, because for any of you listeners, Reverend Carolyn could legitimately look in the mirror right now and say that, go, golden girl, go. And yet, you know, so often we have accomplished so much and then we take it for granted or we say, eh, yeah, I did it, I did it. I did it. You have, you have, you have, you're an environmental scientist. You are accomplished in, in multiple educational areas, and you are now the senior minister of a church. Now, this yes. is not your first church that where no, you have served in a leadership capacity. That's correct. That's correct. The first church that I saw, uh, was in with that kind of leadership capacity was the Firelight Church of Religious Science in San Jose. After a while, we changed the name to Illuminati Center for Spiritual Living, and it's just been doing that beautiful work ever since. But here's the thing for me. I was not completely satisfied with just doing church I knew that there was something within me that was calling me to learn and to pay attention to something else, and it was the environment. I fell in love with the environment, and it was a tussle within my own self. Should I quit my job and just go to church full-time and depend on that? Spirit did not release me to take that kind of path. Spirit said freedom to be and to do whatever your purpose is in life <laughs> is what you're to do. But I said, oh, God, I need a I choice. I love it. Choice. And Spirit said, you choose what you want to do. So perhaps my choice was I'm going to do both and enjoy it and make the most of both. And that's what I've done so far. <laughs> and that is fabulous. That is fabulous. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you a tough question because I, I, I think that the, there is a connection between your environmental work and your spiritual work. Yes. I, 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 I mean, I see – you and I have never talked about this, so I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> but what, do you see a, a connection between the two? Oh, I love the Mother Divine. And what I've learned about my work with Environmental Protection Agency, I feel that the earth knows how to clean up itself. And I find that the earth talks to us, but we don't listen. And when we don't listen, Mother Earth really talks to us. (laughs) Yes, there is definitely that. But I also found that when we look into earth, which is very natural, there is a lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom there. 
And spirit is wisdom. God is wisdom. The divine mother is wisdom. And you can look into how the animals respond, and you can see wisdom in that. You can see how plants grow and how they respond to the things that are happening around us. There is wisdom in that. I love wisdom myself. And as I was in Sunday school growing up and I heard the story of Solomon, it was a matter of, you know, in Proverbs it says, mm-hmm. in all thy getting, get an understanding. Ask for knowledge mm-hmm. and wisdom, but in all of thy getting, get an understanding. And I used to pray as a child, oh, God, give me wisdom so that I'm not stupid. Please, I don't mm-hmm. want people to see me as stupid. I'm a very serious person. And I just don't want people to take me lightly. I want mm-hmm. them to recognize that when they are dealing with me, we're here for a purpose and for a cause. And as some have said, I'm about my father's business. And we can do it laughing or we can do it soberly. We can be in whatever frame of mind you would like, but we're serious about doing what that purpose is. Now, here's Bing. the thing. Here's the mm-hmm. thing I want you to know is that when I finally sit down and said, what is really mine to do? And Spirit said, you're here to inspire, mm. to inspire no matter what pathway that I take as my work, I'm here to inspire. And that mm. opened up so many different doors where I could just go in and do a very simple thing, and I get responses back, oh, my goodness, that was so inspiring, Reverend Carolyn. And I'm like, within myself, because I don't see it, I'm like, really? What did I do? <laughs> so, you, so you are inspiring. And as you were speaking, I kept thinking, so the earth has wisdom, and, and Reverend Carolyn is working with it so that perhaps we in our human form can honor that more. And immediately I said, that's what she's doing as, as a minister. She is helping people to know that they came with indwelling God, and consequently they have wisdom. And consequently, if we have wisdom, then we need to pay attention and listen to it, just as you said about the earth, if we don't pay attention and listen, then it really speaks to us. And likewise, in our living, walking as manifestations of the divine in a human form, if we do not pay attention to the wisdom that is spewing from us, where people like yourself help us to see it, if we do not pay attention, then there's, there is going to be consequences. There, and the consequences. Know, here's the spiritual principle. You know, people yes. want to ask whether or not God punishes. It's like, no, God isn't punishing anybody. Mm-mm. The Mm-mm. divine principle leans to justice. God does not judge. But the principles of life, the laws of life, lean toward justice. So here's the scripture. You know, a people without a vision, what will happen? They perish. Yep, they will perish. If you sit there and you do nothing about your life, what will happen? You perish in some kind of way. And then you walk around 
carrying your backside between your two feet. I can't do anything. It's like, oh, get a plan and do something. <laughs> let me let me ask you. I mean, for, I, I love that. Uh, you know, if the people that where there's no vision, people perish. But also, what I I like to uh, bring it in this way as we're talking about the wisdom that we're we're born with. The, okay. the, the divine, the divine. I like to think about it like this, and 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 I particularly for women who are really oftentimes confronted with facts or situations, and as you say, start going into the woe is me and the pity party and whatever. But I like to say that if I have a seed, if I have a seed of any plant, you name it, I love roses. So I always say rose plant. And if I do, it is total. It's wonderful. It, it has everything it needs to be a beautiful rose, what a rose bush. But mm-hmm. if I do not work with it, if I am careless with it, if I do not plant it in good soil, if I do not water it and allow it to get proper sunlight, it just will not flourish into this rose, rose wonderful rose bush. And I can blame the seed all day long, Reverend Carolyn. But guess what? It is not the seed. The seed has the wisdom. The seed mm-hmm. has all that it needs, just like each of us have. We have the wisdom. We have mm-hmm. what we need. And we have to turn within and have that wisdom, have that indwelling God direct us as to what to do, who to call, what to say, and what not to say, how mm-hmm. to proceed and how not to proceed. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Reverend Carolyn, your your um, work that you have done, you you have done that. You have gone from being a senior minister at one church. You're currently a senior minister in the midst of an, uh, an environment or a season that has absolutely been been a challenge. Let me ask you, what in terms of your life? And there's a lot. This is this is another question. What have been perhaps one or two or maybe even three of of your most challenging stumbling blocks? I would say perhaps the first stumbling block that occurred in my life was when I realized that my first boyfriend that I loved so much had other girlfriends. Mm. And I thought it couldn't go on. I found mm-hmm. out that I could. Ah, praise God. And I found out that I was not identified through him by him and that no matter what he did, because, you know, I'm like every other woman, I like a cute man, you know, that whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realized that there was something about me that I needed to take care of. Mm. My stumbling block was that... My husband passed, mm-hmm. and when I, I loved him so much that I spent a year in the grave with him. But during that time that I was in the grave with him, there was something working out well within my soul that managed to get uplifted into me through the spirit that let me know that even there 
I was not defined or held back by my husband or the masculine system that defined what a woman could and could not do. And let me tell you why. Because I bought two houses during that time. Mm, In that seed money that we had, finding a program where we could get into a house, we got into the house, and that was fine. My husband passed in a car accident. My family was pulling on me to move back from Kentucky to Memphis to be with them. I went back, and I immediately went into another home. And people said, how did you, an unmarried woman now, buy a house when the law here says that a single unmarried woman cannot buy a house, but I bought a house. God has a way. God has a way. Well, you know, since that time, I bought two houses. (laughs) Okay, okay. I've proceeded to trust, to really trust in God. Here's another principle, you know, that, you know, our nature, our spiritual intuitive nature is really important for us to pay attention to. And it's as you. you, Reverend Jackie, said earlier, spirit will give you the leading and the guidance and sometimes the exact words to say and the exact time to keep your mouth shut and let yeah. other people speak for you because it's God speaking through them for your yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. our job yeah. is really to learn how to be in union and communion with spirit. Instead of, you know, we call ourselves praying and we're talking at God. Get it into a real <laughs> and intimate yes. relationship with God, with the divine. Whether you call it God, goddess, mama, papa, God, the supreme being of life. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I totally 100% agree with you, which also we're soon going to have, Chevelle and Moore is going to have a, a podcast on meditation because what you just described is this relationship where I can hear my divinity, my God, however as you said you want to call it, guiding me. Mm-hmm. Too often people will ask me, and I'm sure they've asked you as a minister, well, how do I know it's God? Well, I have to tell them, have you developed a relationship? Have you stopped and listened? As you just said, have you shut your mouth and just listened and heard, not necessarily with natural ears, but with feelings and with direction that you are saying, wow, how did I know to move in that direction and not in that one? So, so mm-hmm. that relationship you're saying was really important, that hearing and following your wisdom, back to that wisdom that you have, again, mm-hmm. has led you to overcome stumbling blocks. Absolutely, yeah, that's yes. That's good. That's good. Let me ask you, as it relates to your uh, uh, profession, either as an environmental scientist or as a minister, a challenging stumbling block, and, and I'm asking this because I want the listener to know that you absolutely, there's so much, Reverend Carolyn, that you have done 
that you could scream, go, golden girl, go from the top of the Empire State Building and would be justified, okay? But help, help, you know, help them see perhaps and, and one other issue, one other stumbling block, perhaps, if, if you can recall, that you overcame and how you did Well, I would like to share that, once again, my mother's and aunt's values for us was to be productive in society. Education was very important, and to go at it at all costs. And I trained and got that degree in science. And no, you do not immediately go into a scientist position first out of school, out of your BS degree. So right. I put in that time, and I started, I learned a whole lot as I worked in the research lab, but then the day came when it was like, God, you know, I'm a scientist. I want to do that work. You know, help me to do it. And then this thought kept coming into me to move. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. But it kept coming to me to move. And I said, oh, no, that's not God. Then a scientist came, moved into California, I mean, moved from California into the laboratory that I was working in, and he started telling me about the wonderful opportunities for growth in the field of science in California. All I needed to do was to just seize the opportunity. And I'm like, mm. but I would have to move. He said, <laughs> I should move hinder you from accomplishing what you want in life. Yes. yes. Do what's necessary. And I stopped seeing that human person, and it was like this voice of spirit that I knew so well within me was saying, do you hear me now? <laughs> move. Yes. So I moved. Yes. And wow, that was huge. Immediately, I could not find a job, but I did look, and I left my names in various places. There was this woman who was a practitioner prayed for me that I would have a vacation before I actually went back to work. I was off work for two months. Dr. John Goldsmith called me from the University of San Francisco Medical Center said, Ms. Douglas, I read your application. I want to work with you. Can you start on this date? I said, whoa, whoa we have an interview. He said, I know what you can do. Can you start? <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. the beginning of me as that scientist. That's, I mean, Having that not, is. Oh, my God. You know? That, that is to, moving. You, you, that you had to move. Literally, you had to move and, and leave family to go to a strange land. Absolutely. I left furniture, gave away all kinds of stuff, packed my two boys and said, take what you really find important to you because we're starting a new life. And believe you me, it has been a new life. And it has been a prosperous life. And my career, my education, all those things that I wanted to do, I have felt the freedom in doing it because following the leading of spirit for my life. Awesome. Gave me you, you mentioned you mentioned two sons, so we can we can put into this wonder a, a, a bowl of wonderfulness that you have created 
at motherhood. And and uh-huh. we 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 will we gotta we gotta have you back because I want to ask you one question one closing question but at the same time I'm thinking about your two boys but we'll figure it out uh, I want to ask you and, and as the women who are listening to this podcast and they're looking at your life they're looking at your education they're looking at uh, your 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 work your your as an environmental scientist, they're looking at you as a successful uh, senior minister. Uh, they don't even know about all the workshops and the programs you've created, but they probably have some sense of it. But looking at your life, what, what, is it, what are the couple most important things you would want women to learn or either to be able to take and help themselves see themselves be able to look in the mirror to say, "Go, golden girl, go." What is it? What is it? Can a can a woman learn from you as you looking at your life? I would say what I've learned comes from my former best friend. She's no longer with us now. She said, "The only thing I own is my body and the consciousness of spirit within me." Mm and I'm going to use it to the max. (laughs) Every time I would shop my ideas around to somebody else to get their opinion about what I thought I needed to do, and I followed their instructions, their directions, I was never happy. And when Spirit said to me, when are you going to grow up and follow the guidance of your own heart? When are you going to do that? It's all about you and your relationship here that gets you where you want to go. Remember now, you will devise a plan, and Carolyn, I will help you get through it. So once again, it's back to that relationship of knowing that God is right there and that I can do all things, says the word, all things through Christ which strengthens me. And in those times when I felt shaky, even too shaky to put my foot firmly on the ground, you know how we walk lightly because we're scared? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I knew that spirit was right there, had to be there to catch me. And the scripture said, if it had not been for the word of the Lord, my foot would have slipped. So I am still advocating, and I'm still living the word that I speak. It is so important to own up to what is your own personal good. What is it that you know you're worthy of? Claim that. Shout it in your mind. Shout it within the silence of your mind so loud that you may feel like it's bursting your eardrums and then shout it out loud until you feel yourself so satisfied because you're worthy of every thought of good that you can think of for yourself. Because Spirit says it's yours. Uh, It's yours. And I want to say thank you, Reverend Carolyn Douglas. Every woman you just heard, You heard the key to your own particular success. 
You heard the key to unlock your mind to see what successes you already have accomplished that you have not even acknowledged. You hid them away in the closet. I want to thank uh, Reverend Carolyn. If you have questions about what you've heard, you can go to the website, goldrushwomansconference.com, and send us an email. We'll make sure that Reverend Carolyn receives it. Reverend Carolyn, I know the church has an email. It has a website. Uh, may I give that out, or would you like to give that out if they want to reach right to you? Sure. They can reach me at Reverend Carolyn at cslpeninsula.org. The website itself is cslpeninsula.org. Awesome. Awesome. So if you have any questions, Reverend Carolyn absolutely has given us some phenomenal, what I like to say, tools to use to be able to mine our gold so that we can create our desired and deserved life experiences. And I want to once again remind you, April 29th through May 1st, go to goldrushwomensconference.com. You can register. It's going to be awesome. Reverend Sherry James is going to be my conference co-host. We have wonderful, wonderful women that are going to provide all of us with tools to use so once again we can mine our gold and create our desired and deserved life experiences. And, and as we close right now, I want you to remember to use your thoughts and feelings to make a golden day. Why? Just because you can. And only then, once you have created this golden day, then speak your words and take your action. See you the next time.